Yes, Father God, we thank you for the revelation of your love, your truth, who you are, that you are good all the time. And I thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us. I ask that your will be done, O God, on earth, in and through us these very critical days, even as it's being done and declared in heaven. Lord God, that we not grow weary in well-doing, but in due season we will reap if we do not faint. For those who are sick, Father, I pray right now for the release of healing and, and the regeneration of whatever it is in their body to bring back life and joy and agreement, Lord God, with you and with life, with the way you per, uh, created their bodies to function. I just rebuke every sickness, infirmity, affliction, pain, discouragement. Father God, in Jesus' name, help us to understand the spiritual mechanisms behind the mysteries of iniquity that have held us hostage in this place of being sick and in pain and release us into the fullness of the love of God. Thank you, Jesus, for divine protection that no weapon formed against us will prosper, that no word said, deed done, action taken will be able to be used against us. Father God, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Let us know this, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue um, our conversation on healing and deliverance uh, last time we talked about uh, the book of Numbers and the story of the fiery serpents, if you remember, and how they had murmured they'd sinned and that brought upon them a sickness. Um, not every sickness is the result of your particular sins, but in the paradigm of sickness and infirmity, someone has sinned. There is a demonic judgment that has been administered against you by the enemy. And most of the time we render that incorrectly. We think, well, I, I, I sinned, therefore um, I'm being punished. This is my, my cross to bear. God is mad at me. He's teaching me a lesson. This is really bad, incorrect theology. The real truth is that Jesus Christ loves you. He already knows what you're going to do. He does, he's, the, the lessons you're learning are the ones that you're learning by falling into things and the Lord delivers you out of them. But the devil is bringing demonic judgments upon people and, um, making them uh, think it's God punishing them. So in the paradigm of healing, or understanding healing, um, many times we o- overlook the idea of there being a, a, a spiritual force behind it, uh, a demonic judgment behind it, um, a sin behind it, an agreement with sickness, infirmity. There, we've, we don't look at our lives in a holistic way. We have we have a body, soul, and spirit but we, we th- well, when we're sick, we go to the doctor. We kind of divide ourselves up. When I'm having mental problems, I go to the psychologist. And when I'm having spiritual problems, I probably go to my, my you know, pastor, priest, whatever. But the thing is, we're a, we're a, this is all together. There's body, soul, and spirit. We're not, when one part of me is out of whack or su- suffering or sinning, it's going to affect um, the other part. We're suffering. It's going to affect the other parts. So we want to be a uh, holistic in our approach, not just in terms of um, medically, but in terms of spiritually as well. So many times, as we know, 
sin comes out of believing lies. It's first you believe the lie and then you do the act. So really all sin is the same sin in a way. It's all uh, succumbing to fear and believing the lie. Fear says things like, it's up to me. It's never going to work out. Something's wrong. Oh no. And promotes or provokes us to take action, take matters into our own hands rather than um, surrendering whatever that situation is to the Lord uh, we allow the enemy to create anxiety and build up fear, um, whether it has to do with issues of identity or safety or justice. Those are the, the breakdown categories in the book called The Case for Healing. We um, we try to fix it ourselves, or we try to figure it out ourselves, or we try to take on the responsibility or the condemnation ourselves. And this <clears throat> is where we we fall, we fail, because we're not strong enough to meet the accusations and the afflictions of the enemy. We need the intervention of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. So many times, again, sin becomes the problem, whether it's someone else's sin or your own. And a lot of times when people sin, it's very, very hard. Uh, James says, you know, um, is there any among you that's suffering or sick? That's in James chapter 5. He says, um, he says, uh, oh, let's see, verse 14, <clears throat> 5. Oh, 13. Is any among you suffering? Let him pray. Is any cheerful? Let him sing psalms. <clears throat> Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Then he goes on in 16. He says, confess your trespasses to one another. Pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So when you are sick and there's an issue, Satan is, is contending in the court of heaven regarding that sickness and saying, I have a right to put this on or I have a right to keep her in this or him because there's a sin here. And if he has found fault with you, accused you, tricked you into to believing a lie and then obviously sinning, it is expedient that you, you confess that sin uh, because it's in the way of your healing. Now, not every sickness is a result of your sin. Like I said, this is another problem. People say, well, if I'm sick, you're, you're saying I sinned. Not necessarily. And if you're sick, not necessarily. It is not God's will. God's will is not that you be sick or, or in, because when he came down here, God in the form of Jesus Christ, who's the express image of God, healed everybody. You know, you know, and he didn't make a big deal out of that. Sometimes he would say, go and sin no more. But obviously your sins are forgiven you, but he, but he, and he, therefore he connected the issue of sin or sickness or infirmity with sin. Um, he wasn't here to teach people a lesson. That's what we don't understand is that the enemy is the one holding you in that, that guilt, that shame. And because you're agreeing, I'm guilty. I did something wrong. I deserve to be punished. I deserve pain. We don't understand the the implications uh, that we're agreeing with, we're making an agreement. Yes, I have, I, I don't deserve this healing. I, you know, a healing is something you cannot earn. And that is, you know, you can't deserve it. You can't earn it. You can't make it happen. Healing is a place of surrender where you say, God, I can't do this. Um, yes, we can do some things, obviously, to remedy pain and situations. And sometimes we go into surgeries and things like that. And I believe those things are a gift from God to help us in our need and in his goodness. Um, in the old, in, when Jesus was there, they didn't have all these kinds of opportunities and surgeons. I'm sure they had some physicians because this woman was 12 years in her uh, infirmity 
uh, uh, and had suffered many things at the hand of the physicians. I'm sure she's she'd lost her finances completely. That's the whole strategy. But the thing is, um, when we re- recognize and receive the forgiveness of God, the cleansing of God, the restoration to the love of God, it is the love of God that actually, that revelation that heals us, gives us peace and takes away that terror, fear, anxiety in your body that's causing your body to try to have to fix itself or figure it out or worry you know, about this and that. The real rest comes from the revelation of that you are loved and that you're no longer separated from God through the sin or through the demonic judgments that sin has brought. The, you know, and sometimes, you know, these patterns of sin can be seen in the bloodlines and in the generations. And this is gives us a clue then of what kind of curses are coming down those bloodlines. And, you know, the, the powerful thing is because you are an authorized representative of that bloodline because those bloods are in you. You have the right to do business even on behalf of those who are no longer alive to forgive them and to pray for healing, cleansing for yourself, for your generational bloodline, for be, to be healed, to be restored to the cross of Jesus Christ. Um, so these sicknesses and troubles, Satan is, is, he hates us. That's just the bottom line. He wants to do whatever he can. He had to go to God for permission to hurt Job because Job, because Satan couldn't find any in. He couldn't, there was no open door. There was no access. There was no ongoing sin. And so he had to actually go in and ask God for permission because he was testing God to see if God would be strong enough, good enough, powerful enough to persuade and keep Job in the midst of terrible trials. And this is the same with some of you. Satan has gone to God and specifically asked to test you. And Satan comes back and sends friends or sends his own demon counselors into your mind and say, oh, you must have sinned. What's your sin? God is mad at you, uh, you know, and, and God is the one punishing you. And so everything gets twisted up and turned away from the goodness of God, the love of God, and God's desire to heal you. Uh, God is not here to, God does not get glory out of you being sick. You don't get any glory out of your children being sick, I don't think, unless you're morbid. Because it, it's, it's good, you're happy when they're blessed, when they're doing well, when they're healthy, when they're anointed, when they're living in their calling and things are going well. You're not blessed and happy when they're sick and suffering, and neither is God. Uh, but it's interesting, too, if we go back and look at the, the, the maladies that come down people's, that they're suffering with the troubles. They do come out of specific sins, and those specific sins, you can even read lists of them in Deuteronomy 27 and 28. God says, if you will obey me, then I will bless you. If you disobey me, then this, this, and this is going to happen. And we're at the end of that long, terrible list of prolonged sicknesses and infirmities. And um, because we have rejected the counsel of God, we've substituted our own ways and, and means and methods. We've resisted humbling ourselves and, 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 and confessing our sin or the sins of others. We have resisted God. We've taken matters into our own hands and we've become super vulnerable to the enemy's attacks to now completely annihilate us. Uh, the more we um, are drifting out into the devil's way of thinking, his narrative, the more we drift out to sea, the more likely we are to be destroyed and drowned. And that's exactly what's happening to a lot of people. We need to get back to the shore. We need to get back to the rock, which is Jesus Christ, and stand on that rock and do what he says. And don't ask, you know, don't try to have to take all these matters into your own hands. Simply humble yourself, confess your sin. I have never seen anything more difficult for a human being to do than confess a sin, confess when they're wrong. What really you're confessing is I got tricked into believing a lie. What's so hard about confessing you got tricked into believing a lie. Why do we defend the lie? Why do we 
defend the demon who tricked us and then uh, get offended when somebody brings a counsel to us that, you know what, that's a that's the enemy doing that. You take it personal, you get upset as if the sin is something you uh, covet and want to do and it's part of who you are. Just get rid of it. It's not good. Sin is uh, anything that separates us from the love of God and the iniquities of the generations. We need to confess them because why? Because we want to straighten out our bloodline so that blessing can flow in those bloodlines because you were created by God to do something other than suffer and, and do nothing. So when you identify the sins of the family, many times the sins are um, the symptoms that open the door. The, uh, the, the doors have been opened through the um, disobedience as we see in Deuteronomy 28. And then God says, I will you know, bring these, these curses upon you. Well, it's not God doing it. Yes, it says it's God. Yes, I know that. That's a very literal reading of it. Yes, it is. But we understand that the, the, the war the rule behind the war is is this, whom they yield themselves servants to obey, that's who say they become. And when we're yielding to the lie, getting tricked, believing the, the lie and sinning, Satan comes to claim us as his. He says, they're mine. I get to do with them what I want. And I get to bring this demonic judgment upon them because um, they have rejected the truth. And therefore, I they're mine. I get to do what I want. I punish them, hurt them, make them sick. Um, so, but specific sins can be traced almost all the way down the bloodline. So getting well, you know, what is that? Well, getting well is actually coming into the revelation of who we are in Jesus Christ. And yes, thank God for medical interventions. I thank God for um, the abilities he's given us to, uh, you know, be the body is, is fixed or repaired so that the body can heal itself. It's not the surgery that heals you. It's the body who has to start refunctioning again and rebuild the cells and and in that place, you know, if you've had a surgery, first of all, before you go into surgery, be sure you're clean and, and the spirits of witchcraft and, and uh, unbelief are gone so that you can confess those sins so that there will be no complications. Because if you're under the spirit of witchcraft and rebellion against God, the enemy can bring in complications into that surgery. Many, many people have come to me. We prayed ahead of time, um, gotten rid of those rebellious ideas and s- stuff. And then when they went through the surgery, there was no complications and there was a quick healing. So your body is blessed to heal quickly. Um, and so, and, and by the way, you can bless your body. You can put your hand on your body and you speak to your, you know, whatever it is, your pancreas, your hurt, the pain in your elbow. Tell the symptoms they have to leave, the hurt, the pain, the irritation. They must go. This does actually work. If you use your mouth, which is the words that God has given you, there's death and life in your tongue as a weapon against the things that are assaulting you, you say, no, Satan, you take this pain, this infirmity, this judgment off of me. I do not deserve it. Jesus Christ died for me. I am free of your curses. I don't belong to you. What you're doing in my body right now is illegal. I rebuke you. You little cells, be blessed, be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. May the demonic programming of sickness, infirmity, hopelessness, discouragement, despair, murmuring be deleted by the blood of Jesus. And let me walk in a new place of truth and healing. So um, this is what God wants for us. Um, So we need to repent. We need to forgive. We need to confess. We need to admit. Um, And many of the the consequences of physical health problems are coming from those sinful agreements that we don't even realize are there. Um, I have to identify the sin. What do I do if I want to get well? Identify the sin or the open door or the, the, the demonic accusation Satan is making against you. Okay, he's accusing you of this, this. Well, maybe you did do that. 
And now that you look back, I didn't want to do that. Why did I? Well, I was afraid if I didn't do that. So you confess to the Lord, God, I ask you to forgive me for jumping the gun for uh, whatever, whatever comes to your mind, um, uh, for get, trying to get even, for, um, for taking matters into my own hands. I ask you to forgive me. So identify that sin of fear, and then you confess it. And then you cancel out agreements. I, Lord, I cancel out my agreement with fear because I declare you are the, my provider. And you know, help, it's very helpful if you read the Bible, especially the parts about in the New Testament, especially look at Jesus, read about how Jesus handled himself among the people and how the people flocked to him, the common people heard him gladly. So you cancel out the agreements you've made with sin or those that others may have made. And you forgive those who Satan used to hurt you, um, including forgiving yourself. That's a big one. People can't receive the accept and accept the forgiveness of God because they go away from, you know, God's forgiveness. They come to the Lord, they ask for forgiveness, they confess the sin, but they go away still feeling bad or feeling guilty. And the devil says, oh, sorry, you know, you have not, son or daughter, accepted the forgiveness of God. You still are going with the feelings. And because you still feel, and Satan is making you feel bad, unworthy, guilty, you're going with a feeling rather than the fact that God's forgiven you. So you, you've, so Satan says, well, now I still have a right because they're still listening to my guy, feelings or guilt or feeling guilty or feeling bad instead of really believing you, Lord. So they're listening to me. So I get to still pound on them with this sickness and this infirmity. So we have to really understand that <clears throat> those things are real things, real, they're spiritual. We can't necessarily see them, but they're real things that affect our healing and our inter and, and our salvation, our healings. Um, so repent, which means things I must do. Repent, change your mind, confess, admit the sin, turn from it through the grace of God, identify it in the bloodline, confess the blood guilt of your bloodline. A lot of people are coming through bloody bloodlines because they've been a lot of murder and hidden secrets and uh, sexual assaults. And these things are need to be confessed as sin. You can confess them, even though you did not commit them, because you, you're authorized to do that. Then give forgiveness, receive forgiveness, and you can forgive those even who were dead, are dead and did these things to you. So that means I forgive them. I release them from my judgment. I turn the crimes committed against me or against my offspring or against our generation over to God, because it's the enemy who has done this. So I'm going to take the enemy to the court, to, to God's court, and petition the court for the restoration of everything that was stolen from us, from you, your gifts, talents, time, finances, health, whatever it is, and thank God for his mercy. God loves you. This is the whole problem. If we don't know the goodness and the love of God, we'll never expect justice from God, um, you know, and we'll always be in a place of um, skepticism or, or feeling out outside of the goodness of God. So why do we confess? Because that cancels out our agreement with the lie. And we reaffirm the truth. We humble ourselves. Um, we ask for God's, these are all steps to healing. Um, so remember that the power of sin comes from the law and violating the law of God makes us vulnerable to the assaults and accusations of the enemy. And the enemy is a legalist. You know, actually the hypocrisy is he's the biggest lawbreaker in the universe and the biggest enforcer of the law because um, the law, it says without the law, or, or there's no transgression. If there's no law, there's no transgression. So when there is a law, there is transgression. So he wants to enforce the law, um, the legalistic do's and don'ts, so that you and I aren't are we're we're being driven and easily 
driven off the road with the perfect, got to be perfect, do, don't, do this, don't do that, and then says, ah, 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 you call it outside the line, now I have a right to bring a judgment. God is not like that. God knows and God forgives and just simply come to God and say, Lord, Father, I made a mistake. I believed a lie. Um, so Satan wants to find you guilty and demand your punishment before God. That's why he's called the accuser of the brethren. <clears throat> he goes to the court of heaven every day to find a way to accuse you of something. And when we believe the lie, we actually are, are strapping the hands of God. We're holding, you know, binding him when we continue to believe the lie, be afraid. Um, we put God in this awkward position of going against, you know, even himself and his own word to heal and forgive us because we don't believe or we believe the lie. So believe God, he is good all the time. Um, and we, we cannot, you know, let's not put God, uh, Jesus in that third temptation. He says, um, jump down off the temple, Satan said, and, and God will, his angels will have charge over you. Um, and Jesus answered, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. So let's make it easier for God to heal us by simply doing what he's asked us to do, not believe the lies of the devil, not holding ourselves in judgment. Let God be the judge and let him judge the enemy and receive God's grace and forgiveness and rest in the fullness of his goodness so that you can be healed. So this comes, this power of understanding, understanding the mechanisms behind healing and behind uh, affliction, uh, the spiritual understandings is, is, you know, imperative important, perfectly uh, necessary for us to be able to walk in the wisdom of God. And the other thing I would say, wash yourselves every day in the word of God. You know, and, and you say, well, I have a hard time reading the word because it's so condemning. Well, take off your religious glasses and start to see this thing. Go look at Jesus for a while. Just study Jesus. Just read the gospels over and over and see he is the demonstration. He's the, like I said, the express image of God. And so look at how he handled people, broken people, situations, sicknesses, assaults, abuse, accusation, how he responded. And you'll see how God responds. And when he was reviled, he did not revile again, but he committed himself to the faithfulness of God to bring justice for him. And so again, these are the key um, uh, wa steps to holiness. Walk in holiness, in the in the fullness of the truth of who you are, made in the image of God, loved by God. God is good all the time, um, and He wants you well. This is the truth. These are the truths. Don't go with. Don't settle for anything less than that. And if you are sick and you've been sick for a long time, and that's hard because you know, 38 years and 18 years and 12 years. These various people in the Bible. They were afflicted and, and affected. I'm sure they had lost heart. So if you've been in a situation for a long time, you're going to ask the Lord to just heal your broken heart. Heal your broken heart your, and take away the spirit of discouragement and the hope and the demons of it's never going to change. They are demons that are clouding your vision. And it's like putting a quarter in front of your eyeball and saying there's no sunshine. You know, there, the quarter is not as big as the sun, but it can block the sun because it's in a specific strategic place. So you, this healing, this truth of God is like the sun, the love of God. So don't be, let it be blocked out with, with you know, but it's never going to change, but it's been like this forever. But, you know, um, because that's just a lie. That's a demon. Call him out, kick, kick him out and and praise you, lift your hands and praise the Lord and thank you for your healing. Father, we thank you for divine healing right now. Lord, as we were speaking, may the revelation of Jesus Christ click in the minds and the hearts and the, and the souls uh, of the ones who are hearing. May they receive divine healing. We 
ask you, Lord, to do it even through your own gracious goodness and through the hearing of faith, which you said is the way we get miracles, through the hearing of faith, through them hearing these words. Let the faith of God ignite in them, the love of God express to them uh, a restoration deliverance that they don't need to be sick anymore. It's not for the glory of God. They can walk in the fullness. It's not too late. Whatever is going on, God is bigger than anything. God is bigger than death itself. So, Father, I praise you and thank you for the revelation and the, and the downpouring of your love, your gracious love and compassion on those who are broken, hurting, trapped, which is pre- pretty much all of us. And, Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that by his stripes, by your stripes, Jesus, by being scourged and whipped and beaten, you took all of the curses on yourself for us that we might be healed And thank you for that gift of healing. Help us to open that gift and rejoice in it. And thank you for it. Amen. Don't forget to check out liferecovery.com. A couple of ideas here, reading and and understanding the book called A Case for Healing. Also, um, A Case for Justice helps us to understand the goodness of God and how the spiritual world works. Uh, also generational curses and um, diagnosing your family tree. Those are three, um, they're pretty heavy reads, so you might want to only, you know, read a few pages at a time. But those are the ones I would recommend, A Case for Healing, A Case for Justice, and Diagnosing Your Family Tree. God bless you. Have a great week. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.